Welcome back to another episode of Heart on the Hill. As always, I'm your host, Micah Hart. It's great to be here with you today. I just want to begin by thanking you for being such a valued listener this year. It's truly been an honor of mine to talk to you about the politics going on in our world. And this is my last show of this academic year. So I just wanted to thank you for that. And I will be back next year. So we'll have some more content coming to you starting in about August, which is great. And I'm really excited for I have so many ideas as I move into this next season of Heart on the Hill But I just really wanted to take a second and reflect on the year we've had together as both a host and a listener about the stories I've covered, the journey we've been on, what we've seen in the world. We've seen announcements for the 2024 presidential election. I'll be getting to that later on as well in the show. We've just seen struggles in Ukraine still continue onward. We've seen some major legislative milestones, such as the women's sports, which hasn't been obviously signed and probably won't be signed, but... We've seen milestones like that. We've called people out. We've talked about these issues. We've talked about what's going on in our world, the things that are affecting people every day. We've talked about things such as the border issue, crises with money and situations there financially, where our country is moving forward. These are the issues we should be focusing on. And I'm I'm thrilled that I've been able to share not just the news, but my opinions and thoughts on these things as a young person who is just sitting here watching everything going on, who has an eye for politics and has been following politics, who also is in journalism and is trying to see, well, where do we stand now? Where is our country? Where are we going? How are we moving forward? What's taking place? That's what this show was created to do. This show was created to give an opinion on the news, but just also share what's going on in our world. What are the big things that you need to look at for in the that f- week before? What happened? And wh- where are we going from here with that happening? What is the outlook for this nation, for our world? And it's been an honor of mine to be able to do that for you. And I will continue to do that today and next year and onward because I think it's really important where we are today, especially as we gear up for the 2024 presidential election it's going to be a lot. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. There's going to be a lot that we're going to have to unravel and we'll do it together. You'll hopefully just continue to listen and really be encouraged by um, my takes. And if you disagree, great. That's also something that's totally fine. And I actually encourage that because, you know, it maybe it leads to discussions, you know, whether where you are or whatever. But agree or disagree, we can all come together and say, yeah, this is a concern. This story did happen. Where are we going? Everyone should be concerned about this or that. You know, I don't care where you fall on it. As long as we're bringing it up and talking about it, that's what's important. Having these conversations and we don't have to yell at each other to have these conversations. And I think that's something I've learned while being at college, while being on the radio, while doing journalism and politics at the same time. It's been truly something I've grown to just look into and consider and reflect upon. But with that, I'd love to just get into this week's show because there's so much going on still. Although it's the last episode of this academic year, I want to just give you as much information as I can all these stories that have happened this week because there is, as always, a lot of news going on and a lot of political news going on. So without further ado, let's get into this.
On Thursday, the United States sanctioned Russia and Iran. According to NBC News, the Biden administration is targeting the two countries with this economic pressure because of the two nations' wrongful holding of United States citizens. Specifically, the sanctions go after Russia's Federal Security Service and Iran's Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps intelligence organization according to the hill sanctions were also put on four irgc leaders who were allegedly involved in taking people hostage in a statement from the white house the president said today and every day our message to russia iran and the world is holding hostage our wrongful detaining america americans is unacceptable release them immediately one of the big reasons for these sanctions is in light of the failure of Russia's Ministry of Foreign Affairs to approve of the upcoming consular visit for a Wall Street Journal reporter being held in Russia. The sanctions are symbolic due to the sanctions already affecting both nations and organizations. Senior officials said these moves were already in the works prior to the Wall Street Journal reporter being held hostage by the Russians for supposed espionage. This is a very big story to focus on. I think, you know, we can get into, like, there are so many other things going on in the U.S. politically. Yes, there are. But these are American citizens being held hostage or just struggling in these different countries. And things need to be called out. We need sanctions. We need to pressure hardcore on these types of things. There needs to be continued pressure applied because we must protect our own people first. I hope we always will do that because I feel like as we continue to progress, we're getting confused and we're putting others before our own country sometimes and saying, you know, yeah, that's what the good is, which, you know, valid, warranted. We should be having support for other countries and helping as much as we can. But there comes a point, too, where we need to ensure every American citizen is protected, whatever that takes us to do. We need to put our own people first because that's the people that Joe Biden is accountable to. He's not accountable to any other country. He's accountable to the people people of the United States of America. That is who he needs to protect first and foremost. I'm not saying he can't get involved and help our allies and stuff. That's great. Let's help our allies. Let's support them. Let's be there for them. But also at the same time, we need to just more so be there for our own people because those are the people that he is in charge of protecting in charge of ensuring they have their natural rights that's why we give up some of our rights to be protected and that's what we expect we expect to be protected we're giving up some of our natural rights in return for this protection and if that's not happening then that's an issue so things like this are moving in the right direction. We're moving forward. Sanctions need to continue to be applied. We need to hold Russia, Iran, and the rest of the world accountable. We cannot show weakness in there to them. We have to be strong leaders. We need strong leaders. We have to be this force for change. And we have to put our people first. We can't look weak around the world. And that's my concern lately is that America's been looking weak and we can't look weak. We need to show that we are strong, that America is still the land of the free and the home of the brave and that we will do what we can for our people and we will protect them and that we stand up to bullies. We don't put up with things. I think that's what we need to move towards.
On Thursday, former Vice President Mike Pence appeared before a federal grand jury to testify about the 2020 election and his former boss's role in the attempted overturn of the election results. The appearance, according to the U.S. News and World Reports, probably helped give a first-person view on conversations and things happening leading up to January 6th. Pence appeared just hours after an appeals court blocked Trump's lawyers calling from Pence not to appear before the grand jury. Now, Pence is viewed as a possible 2024 presidential candidate, which adds to the intensity of the situation. This is something I really want to focus on. I'm very interested in all of this. And a recent Fox News poll only had Pence carrying around 6% of the vote to Trump's 53. In between them was Ron DeSantis at 21%. And all of that really adds to this is he's polling pretty low. However, this is still a big deal because he is considering a run. According to just what we've seen, he looks like he could run. He released a book. He's been touring the country. There just seems to be indicators of that. Now, he hasn't said anything for sure, for sure. But it, it seems like there is something there. And this is just adding to that tension. We've seen the tension between Trump and Pence since they January 6th and they left office where where that's led and where they've drifted from each other and pulled apart and comments they've made about the whole situation. But I think it's good that he did appear in front of this grand jury. I think we need to discuss what happened in 2020 and make sure we we know what happened and are getting the right information and having justice served. However, I don't think we should just continue to rest on 2020. I think that's an issue. If I see any issue in the Trump campaign, Going forward, that's the issue, is that he's dwelling on the 2020 election. He can't get over it enough to move forward and move on. That's one of his biggest issues, in my opinion, is he's going to continually get hung up on that. Oh, look at the 2020 election. It was rigged, all of that. And later on in the show, that will actually be part of the discussion with an announcement made recently by our president. But anyways, that's one of his biggest issues, in my opinion, is that he'll have to face is... Yeah, he's continually to deny the election results. And Pence and others are on the other side like, here's what we did. This is what happens. And I think there's going to be that striking contrast. And so I'm interested to see actually the primary debates and how that shapes out to be, whether Pence is in the race or not, whatever field we see by the first debates coming up soon, actually, whatever we see by then really, I think will be important to watch because it will show you where people stand and how they how they line up with the former president. I mean, Nikki Haley is another one who was in the administration at the beginning. Where does she line up on this? What is she going to say to her former boss? Is she going to call him out on things? I think this is setting up for a very contentious election season for Republicans. Let's finish this job. I know we can because this is the United States of America. There's nothing, simply nothing we cannot do if we do it together. It's official. President Biden announced he is seeking a second term. Biden would be 86 when ending the second term in the White House. The president is aware of this concern over age, and he said this. With regard to age, uh, I can't even say, I guess how old I am, I can't even say the number. It doesn't register with me. Now, one of those responding to the president's bid for re-election is his predecessor, Donald Trump. You could take the five worst presidents in American history and put them together, and they would not have done the damage Joe Biden has done to our nation in just a few short years, not even close. The president went on from this to attack the 2020 election results, as I was just talking about, and highlight how he differs 
from the current president. You know what happened in the last election? They cheated and they rigged the election. But I promise you this, when I stand on that debate stage and compare our records, it will be radical Democrats' worst nightmare because there's never been a record as bad as they have. And our country has never been through so much. Now, Biden is already being challenged by two opponents from his own party. Marianne Williamson and Robert F. Kennedy Jr. are set to challenge him. According to a recent Fox News poll, Biden sits at around 62% in these polls compared to Kennedy's 19 and Williamson's 9%. Now, this is a really interesting thing to look at is what we're seeing take place here because we're seeing President Biden announce we're not surprised. Okay. Yep, we kind of figured President Biden was going to run for another term. It doesn't come as any surprise to me. I've been expecting this. I'm actually surprised it was this late. I was expecting a little earlier, but I mean, he wanted to line it up when he first did it back um, for the 2020 election. So it makes sense how he did it. But I was expecting it a little earlier. And uh, I was like, oh, yep, that makes sense to me. When I saw it, I was like, no surprise there. And how the themes he hit on is in his re-election video made sense to me democracy needs to be saved those things makes a lot of sense i think that too though we're seeing what trump plays into too is 2020 election look at this and we're seeing now both sides really still going at this democracy the elections all this that's still playing a role in our politics and it will be interesting to see as 2024 comes closer does that still play a part in it and whoever the nominees are what what that really shapes out to be but I think that that was a really interesting point that Trump honed in on in his rebuttal to this re-election bid is, you know, look at the 2020, look what we did for America. Okay, yeah, I think it's great that he focused on, like, how do I differ from President Biden? Here's what I did in my first term. But then when you focus on 2020, you're like, ah, oh, you did it again. You're just going back to that and you're dwelling on the past. It's time to move forward. It's time to move into a new phase move forward it's move forward towards the 2024 election because that's what you need to focus on the past is the past we can look at it and so consider it and look at what happened but you can't dwell on that it's time to move forward it's been enough time now just go forward run for president former president trump just to do that and focus on that focus on 2024 and the future of america because the future of america is what matters that's what we need to focus on is where is America heading? Where has America been right now? And where are we going? Because that's what people are concerned about. People are concerned about why it's so expensive to get gas at the pump. Why food is so expensive that they have to decide what to get and really struggle to pick. Well, do I get this or do I get this? Can our family go out for that pizza night where, you know, that's a night for us just to have as a family in this middle class group of people who like used to be able to just go get you know, maybe a pizza on a Friday night. Well, what are they doing now? Where are the middle class lying right now? What's, what is their struggles? What are they struggling with? Because that's a majority of Americans. How are a majority of Americans dealing with life right now? We see a crisis at the border. What are we doing about that? What are we doing about the fentanyl issue? These are things Americans care about. I don't think Americans care as much so about 2020 election results. And that could just be me judging on that. But I, I don't think it should be our biggest issue. If it is, that's concerning to me. Our biggest issue should be what are the things that are affecting the most Americans right now at home? What are people seeing when they go to the grocery store at the gas pump? 
What are people noticing in our schools? What is that doing to our country? Those are the things I'm most concerned about. And I know I obviously don't represent the majority of America. I'm just myself. But I think that those are the things that are affecting a lot of people nowadays. And it breaks my heart to see that. But it's something we're, we're really still seeing with this Biden administration. I also think my last point on this really whole thing is Biden is already being challenged. I think this sets up an interesting thing, too, is what are the Democrats going to do? There are challengers and Trump had a few minor opponents in 2020 as well. And I think this is interesting to see that there are opponents against Biden, too. And they're calling him out. Um, and I've talked about um, both of these people before who are running, Marion Williamson and Robert F. Kennedy Jr. You know, I, I do think their polling's not great right now, 19 and 9%, but not terrible either. Like, President Biden is at 62%. You would, you'd want him to get a little more. I would want to see 70s or 80s for him from his base. Like that was what I would be what I would want because he's running for reelection. He's at incumbency. And I think he'll I do personally think he will get the nomination just because of this incumbency. But it's interesting to see that there's a challenge going on right now because he is running for reelection. And I think that as we move towards 2024, I know I focus on this so much this election, but I think it's already important to start looking at and looking at the candidates and looking for who you support and looking at everyone running. That's another big thing is there are a lot of people who've already announced. There are people probably set to announce soon. Look at all the candidates, what they stand for, what they want to do for America. As I said, that's what we should be focusing on, not just all of this, what we're seeing with rhetoric and everyone just going after each other. What are they going to do for you at home? How are they going to make it so that, you know, when you go to that gas pump, you don't feel like, oh, another day at the gas pump. I have to get this. And then I don't even know how much I have in the bank account. It breaks my heart to see that when I go to the store, when I go to the gas pump and, you know, you see, you just look around and you're like, yeah, you can tell people are struggling. And these are silent battles that we, a lot of the time we fight alone, but a lot of people, it seems like are paycheck to paycheck. What you know is really devastating to just notice how much one term of a president really can affect things. Uh, policies we make can really just change things entirely in the situation going on and how we are perceived by the world and how people live lives in this, this country. But I am optimistic for our future. I think we have a bright future ahead of us. We have strong principled values. We have good people in this nation. I truly believe that. We have strong leaders. We just need to be that leader still. We need to let people lead who are going to make a change for you, we the people, not just for politicians or some elites. They're going to care for us people, common people, who are facing major issues. It's common people with major issues that people need to focus on. These politicians need to know we are the majority of America and we are struggling and we need solutions. It's time to get to work, Washington. It's time to do something for we the people and ensure that our rights are protected and that we can live our lives without government interference, that we are allowed to live out the American dream that I still do believe is possible. We just got to work really hard to make sure this nation continues to be the beacon of freedom and hope that it has been for so many years. And I'm very confident that we can do that. We just need 
strong leadership. And we just need to continue to be what we are. And that is the American people. Proud to be Americans. Proud to live in this nation. And never giving up that we have better days ahead of us. That there are days that are coming that we know will be better. We may be struggling right now, but we need to have this optimism that, you know, things can get better and they will get better. We just really need strong leadership and we need people to do the best they can. Well, thank you for watching today's episode. It's rather bittersweet today to just be ending the show for this season. It's been such a blessing, as I said. I I'm so grateful for this opportunity, and I hope that you have a great summer, that you have a reflective summer, too, and listen to the news and hear it out. Look for the compromise in the news, too. I think that's always a great thing. You've been listening to Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. <laughs>